Healthy Life Lab with Esther and Yah. This is episode number five. Today we're talking about work-life balance and whether or not it's even achievable. We chose this topic because so many women feel pressured by the ideal of work-life balance and then they feel guilty when they don't achieve it. I actually don't believe in work-life balance in its literal sense. Um, But before we get into that, I'm going to give you a little bit of background. So the phrase work-life balance was first introduced um, in the UK in the late 70s and in the US in the mid-80s. The term... um, basically meant the need for a healthy balance of time and possibly other resources um, for both work and other aspects of life. Um, so whether that was work, re- I'm sorry, family related or personal interests, they're all necessary to live a full life. However, in recent years, it's taken on um, a new meaning because of everything that's going on um, in the te- with technology. So it means that all of us are available 24-7 to our work. So, for example, you'll hear things like, oh, I just quickly check my emails at, um, at seven o'clock in the evening. And then you find yourself on, on there for like, um, I don't know, two hours or you'll take a call that you should know you shouldn't be taking. And it'll be and it starts off something like this. Hi, Esther. Sorry to bother you. I know you're off. But and then a call that, le- <laughs> the end, that goes on for I don't know how long. Yeah, that sounds all too familiar. <laughs> that, that used to be me, I must say. Yeah. Is I think it's been us all. So alternatively, alternatively, we could be um, we could actually be the on the flip side of it. We could actually be having to leave work to deal with a personal issue, and then that means we just need to leave work like urgently. So this could be something like when a family member's taken ill and we've got to go and look after them. So it works both ways, but we we tend to find that it tends to be more of us giving up our personal for work than the other way around. Mm. And I think this pandemic has highlighted the need for work-life balance more than ever, especially um, in, a, in order to stay mentally healthy. So instead of work-life balance, I want you to think about work-life integration. Because whether, because you are you wherever you go. So whether you're mm. home or anywhere else, you're still you. That's true. So this doesn't mean a dramatic upheaval. With uh, It just means small investments of time and resources in the right areas so you can radically transform the quality of your life and relationships. So, for example, what I say to people when it comes to work-life integration is don't compare yourself to other people who seem like they've got it all figured out when in actual fact, they're figuring it out just like the rest of us and just take it as it comes. Mm. Another um, example that I like to th- um, think about is when we finish work early to go to our child's play or something like that, and we can, we can check our emails during the pl- intervals of the play. So it doesn't mean we don't go to the play. It just means that um, we actually kind of bring work a little bit with us, but we just check emails. Um, and then the other one is actually stopping work to attend a, a personal appointment or an event. And then we go back to work afterwards. So sometimes so what a lot of people tend to do, for example, was that they'll go for um, a run. So they'll go for a run and then they'll go and they'll go out for a run, you know, basically just kind of to clear their head and then they'll come back afterwards and continue working. So that's another way you can think of work-life integration. And if enough small changes are made, you can transform your idea of what well, a life well lived looks like. Oh, a little tongue twister there. Um, so Esther, what does work-life integration look like for you? 
Um, I, I like the examples that you gave um, there, by the way, yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Um, this has always been a struggle of mine, but I think, like, when I think of work-life balance um, in, like, a fantasy world, I think about just everything, you know, prioritising everything all at the same time, you know, work, life, everything, juggling everything perfectly well together. Yeah. And as you've mentioned, that's very unrealistic. Yeah. But sometimes we have to give a different focus to different things at different times. Um, but I think it's important that we are kind to ourselves um, in, in trying to integrate work and life because the truth is we can't juggle everything all yeah. the time. There's, we might have superwoman days, which is fine, but I have my superwoman days where it's like, yeah, everything, my... A million to-do lists got done. But just to really be kind to yourself and and to know that it's okay on the days when you're not able to get everything done, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's okay. Like, just give yourself a bit of of grace and just pick it up where you left off the the next day. But I think it is something really important because it can impact our mental health. And even our ability to produce good quality work. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're at work and you're stressed about personal life, it may impact, you know, the work that you produce. And if you're at home and you're stressed, you know, about work, it will impact your personal life. So having some sort of a balance and integrating the two in whichever way that looks good for you, because how I integrate and how you may integrate, you know, could be completely different, but just yeah. finding your own way that works for you to make that integration happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. And I think sometimes it's, it's important to realize that it never, it really is 50, 50. Sometimes mm. it's going to be 80, 20. Sometimes it's going to be 20, 80. And to be okay with that, don't think that you're, um, it, you're, there's something wrong with you. If it's like that, if it's like that for an extended period of time, then yes, that's something that you need to address. Mm. But sometimes just work or life just generally just needs more of your attention and that's where you need to place it. And it's just about prioritizing where you're needed and, and, and being available to that particular thing at that time. And then being able to move on from there when, when you're, when the time is right for you really. Mm. So what would you say are, um, what is practical that actually works for you, Esther? So I think for me, it's, it's, it's a few things, but I'd, I'll just try and just mention like uh, two, two of those. Um, so the first thing for me, because now I'm working from home, yeah. um, is having a designated work area. So just having a space in my home where it's for work. And when I'm, yeah. when I'm sat there, I'm focused on work. You know, nobody asks me about dinner. Nobody asks me about you know, laundry, nobody asks me about anything. It's just me getting on with my work. Yeah. Um, and that works two ways. When I'm not in that area, it means I switch off for work. So if I'm in the living room or I'm in the kitchen, I'm not thinking about my work and I'm not taking my work to those areas. So having a designated work area is really important. I know for some people, um, like I don't have a lot of space in my, in my flat. I don't have a, an office but literally I have a very big passageway, well, a wide passageway that I've been able to just stick a desk and, you know, an office yeah. chair there and my lovely plant behind me. 
and kind of give it that office field. I don't have windows around me actually because it is in the passageway. But, you know, I've got like these little fake sort of plant, um, I don't know what you call them, plant pots, just on my desk to just make it feel, you know, as if it's my work area. So whatever you need to do to create that space for you, that designated Mm -hmm. work area. Um, So that's what I've done for myself. And secondly, it took me a while to do this, but to literally ask for help. Ask for support that I need. And for many years, I was the kind of person that would feel stressed, trying to juggle everything, waiting for someone to offer help. Yeah. And then I realized, realized, ain't nobody trying to offer help here and I need help. So I'm going to have to ask for the help that I need. And I tried it out. And I realized that if you ask, people will either say yes or no. And most of the time if you're asking for reasonable help, they'll give it to you. And Mm -hmm. what that looks like in my life is, for example, my husband. So, you know, this week at the time of us recording this podcast, um, I've returned back to work. He's returned back to work and obviously juggling work with business and personal life. And I've loved going on my walks and Mm -hmm. I really want to continue with that. Even now that I'm back at work, I love going to Alexandra Palace and just having that time to myself and just breathing fresh air and enjoying nature. So I still want to continue with that. And so my husband goes to work, he comes home and we had to have a conversation the other day because I w- he comes home and he's like, right, what's for dinner? You know, the typical male kind of behavior. I've been out all day working. Yeah. And I was like, guess what? I've been in all day working. It's just our locations are different, Mm -hmm. but I have also been working. So we've agreed that um, this weekend we're actually going to meal plan. Um, And that's something that we we do anyway, but adjusting to sort of the new way of working. So what we're going to do is we're going to meal plan um, during the weekend so that like most of the things are done. So when he comes home, like he can either just get it out of the fridge or the freezer or just maybe stick it in the oven. And after I finish work, I don't have to feel like I need to, you know, cook a, a, a meal from, from the start. So those are like the, the two things I think um, for me, having a designated work area, asking for help um, when you need it. And there was something else that you mentioned about um, a to-do list. Now, I have my way of doing a to-do, to-do list, but I want to hear about you and your way of to doing a to-do list and seeing if they're similar or the same even. Okay. Um, so my to-do lists, I'll give, give you a little bit of history. My to-do lists have been endless. So I, will, I always think I have 48 hours in the day to get things done. Mm. I always think that, yeah, these are all the things I want to get done and I can do them because I am Esther. I'm superwoman. I've got this, right? That's literally how I just see myself. Um, and I used to get so, <laughs> it comes with this, you know, pros and cons. I used to mm-hmm. get just so annoyed with, with myself every day when I couldn't complete the 20 things that I wanted to get done in a day. Um, and then I read this book called The Brilliant Time Management and it just changed how I you know, manage my to-do list. And so I've accepted that I will always have 20 things on my to-do list. However, I end the day with just having three, you know, important and age of the urgent things completed that day. Mm -hmm. So I'll always have my 20 that I can't stop doing. I'll always write 20 things, but then I put a star next to the three things that 
I have to get done in that day and make sure they get done. And I, you know, say well done to myself for getting those three things done. Whereas well done myself up for not getting them them done. But yeah, and I just carry it over. Whatever I wasn't able to do, then it just gets carried over till the next day. But I no longer have that guilt or yes. that, or that yeah. annoyance at myself that, oh, you were going to do these 10 things and you weren't able to do it. And my 10 things will be redesign the website. Mm. Um Respond to your clients. Um, create this new product. It's like you ain't gonna do that in a day. So also me being realistic about yes. goals I set myself to do as well and breaking it down. So yes, there's redesign the website, but what's the first thing I need to do? Okay, I first need to have do a review and see what I want to change. Just start yeah. with that rather than yeah. So what's yours? How do you manage your... No, you, you didn't finish. You said, do a review and see what I need to say. And then, yeah, I was like, finish. No, yeah, no. Oh, okay. You want me to talk you through please, the process? Please, So I would, I would do a review to see um, what do I want to change exactly um, and just make a note of it. Usually this is just on a Google Drive, making a note of things that need to come off. I love paper and I love printing. I'm really sorry mm. to the environmental friendly people listening to this podcast, but um, I, because of my dyslexia, I have to print things out and, and mm. see them. So I would literally just print out what the website looks like now and highlight or cross off what I want to change. And then once I've done that, I'll now say, okay, what are the new, what's the new um, con- content that you want on there? And mm. then I'll spend a day doing that. Um, before I even get to design. And then I'll pick, yeah. okay, what images do you want to go? And I'll spend a day just picking my images. And then, okay, how do you want it laid out? Where's the text going to go? And what headlines are you, are you going to use? Um, and then I get to the actual building of the website because I've yeah. already got all the pieces. I just kind of put it together. Whereas before, yes. the old Esther would literally just go on the website and just start designing things and having to redo things or having to go back 10 steps because, you know, I didn't take time to just explore it a chunk at a time. And that can lead to overwhelm, can't it? And then that leads to the guilt. And then... Overwhelm, procrastination. Yeah, exactly. And then it becomes a vicious cycle. And then the the 20 things don't get done, but then there's 10 more things that you've got to do on top of the 20 things that are already written down. And then you just kind of crash. And you go into a little corner and you curl up in a little corner and just like, please. Yeah. <laughs> and, then when I go, and then when I go to work the next day, I'm just not in the mood and not impressed yeah. and making yeah. mistakes and not really yeah. producing quality yeah. work. So yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, those are really good points. Thank you, Esther. Um, so for me, the, I would say the two main things for me are, um, having set days off. So for me right now, it's Saturday Mm -hmm. and Sunday, and I spend those days either with my friends or my family or relaxing. Um, and if I do for any reason have to work on those days, I will take another day off during the week. And the reason why I make sure I work I take those two days off is because before I wasn't doing that because I was thinking, oh, I can just kind of, because my mind is always going. So I was like, mm. oh, I'll just do this quickly. I'll just do this quickly. And then before you know it, you spend five hours doing the, the one thing that you're going to do quickly. And so because of that, what I found was I was tired all the time and didn't mm. understand why I was tired all the time. And I didn't have time for simple things like doing chores around the house even, or, um, you know, like I said, going to see family and friends because 
my time was always consumed by by work and then mm. what would happen as well is that it doesn't allow me any space for new ideas either because your mind is always always going so it gets to a point where for lack of a better term it, it kept become a little bit fried so I realized that I actually need to take um a, um two days off a week and be disciplined about taking those days mm. off because I can't lie. Some days I'm not even going to lie to you. I get bored. I get bored. And so I can just quickly just go on and quickly do something for five minutes, but I know how I work. And that means mm. if I do, for example, if I go on for five minutes on a Sunday, then that means Monday, I start Monday tired. I start Monday um, on the back foot. Whereas if I take the two days off, I start Monday refreshed. I start Monday raring to go, okay, what do I need to, what, what targets do I need to meet this week? What priorities do I need to um, make sure that I take care of this week? And mm. that's how it's changed for me. Cause like I said before, I was just kind of all over the place trying to get everything done. And that goes on just like you to the to-do list. So to-do list for me before, like you, were just like endless lists that would just turn it from one page to another page to another page to another page to another page. And I would eventually get around to doing them, but because there were so many things to do, mm. you'd get overwhelmed and then you would feel like inadequate. So you'd feel guilty because you weren't, you hadn't done the things that you were supposed to do that day. So you've got 10 things to do that day. When really and truly, sometimes one of those tasks will take you all day to do. Yeah. Um, Exactly. So what I realized was, and actually it was um, actually starting to work from home that changed everything. So what I had to do, I had to, um, because I'm not, I don't have access to a printer all the time now, whereas I did before, I don't print anything out. What I do mm. is I, I make notes on my, um, on my laptop or on my, um, my PC. And then I literally just write down, make a note of everything that I need to do. Mm. And then once I've made a note of everything that I need to do, I will pick five things from, from, yeah, from those, from all the things that I need to do, prioritize five things to do the following day. And I do those five things. Sometimes I can only do as many as three. And um, sometimes I can do more. So I'll take, I'll just a quick task, like a quick admin task that I need to do. I'll do that. And I found that that's just made life so much easier because it, it, it allows me to have a note of everything that I need to do without having to feel like I have to do it. Yeah. And so actually moving away from um, paper to have it be becoming paperless has actually really helped me because it's not because I think when I'm having it on paper, I'm always referring back to, OK, that's the thing that I was supposed to do. Whereas now it's paperless. Yeah. I can move things around whenever mm. I want to. And it's yeah. really helped in terms of even the way my brain works because it's like, oh, okay, you don't have to do that thing, but we haven't forgotten about it either. Mm. Whereas before, I think I would be afraid to forget. So that's how it's helped It's um, helped me. And then, like I said, then that allows me to just kind of do the things I need to do and then allow me to have a life beyond just work and not feel guilty about it. Yeah. So, so, that's, how, so that's how I've worked all of that out. It's, um, as you, you were just speaking that I just remembered something that I, I did on Monday. So on Monday I did like a to-do list on like, you know, the, the notes app mm. and I put Monday's to-do list and I had like 20 things on there. Mm. <laughs> so I quickly changed it from Monday to weekly to-do list. <laughs> Like quick time, I was like, you're yeah. doing it again. You were not yeah. going to do this in a day. And I literally changed it to one week, you know, just being more realistic about it. Yeah. And, like, and that's a lovely point that you touch on as well, is that being realistic about it. I think sometimes we're, 
we think that we can do more than we we actually can do because in our minds it's like that's easy we can Mm -hmm. I can do that in maybe like half an hour and then two hours later you're still working on it and it's about knowing knowing how basically knowing one one of the things somebody said was whenever you're learning something Mm. um set the time that you think it's gonna it's gonna take you and then double it because it's going to yeah. take at least that amount of time. And also, so that can also be, so So for me, earlier this week, I had to, a few menial tasks to do. So like all quick admin things that I needed mm. to do. And um, I thought it was literally going to take, again, 10 minutes. It took an hour. It took an hour. And then I had to remind myself, it took an hour because there's things that I need to do. There's processes that I need to follow, i.e. I need to, so for example, if I'm paying a bill, I need to work out, what account it's going from see I've mm. um, <laughs> so what, what account it's going from to make sure that it's get, it gets paid out of the right account so and so in order to do that I need to then have my spreadsheet ready so then mm. I have to go prep the spreadsheet and work out what money's going out from where to make sure that everything gets paid in the right place at the right time and that took about an hour and then actually going in and paying takes about even though it's all online it takes mm. a good five minutes each I do it all on apps but it takes a good five minutes each because you've got to you've got to make sure that all the details are correct because last thing you want is paying somebody who doesn't exist or paying somebody <laughs> who does and then they want to give you your money back um so yeah so so all of that takes time so mm. it's about learning to be realistic and like you said earlier, just being kind to yourself because when you're kind to yourself, then you're in a position to to do things more gracefully. Mm. And, and also, funnily enough, you're kinder to others too. You're not like, just stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I ask you, like, how do you stay focused? Because there's one thing setting the task, you know, and allocating the time, but sometimes I do struggle with just focusing on that one task. And I find that sometimes it takes me longer to complete things, both at work and at home and like in business, if I'm trying to do, if I'm not focused, like if I'm on my phone and trying to send this email or draft this content, how do you stay focused on that one Well, first and foremost, I would say do one thing at a time. So get off the phone. That was what I would say. But then... (laughs) But then the second thing is it depends on what it is. So if it's um, something that for me, if I'm out of flow with, so normally if I'm out of flow with something, then that means something I've never done before. So sometimes that literally means just staying sat in front of the um, the computer. So for example, when I first started writing blogs, when I first started writing blogs, I, I know I like to write and I know that I'm, and I think I'm an okay writer. Um, but I was very scared about writing blogs because it was something I hadn't done before. So mm. what I would do was I would just sit in front of the computer, like not knowing what to write. I literally have written two or three lines after about an hour, but I just did it. And then what I realized was, yeah, just write, just write. So then I literally just did a screen dump. I would just do a screen dump and then I'd go away from it for maybe like a day or two. And then I'd come do something else that I'm in flow with. And then I'd come back and then I'd come back. Um, yeah, I'd come back like a day or two later and I'd look at it. And in, in amongst all the crap that I think I've written down, I've there's actually good content there. And I'd take that good content out mm. and then I'd adapt that into the blog that I actually would want. And that's okay. what I've learned to do. You take, you take what you can from where you, you start where you're at and you take what you can in that moment. Mm. And then you... 
you use that to then create what you want to create. And then also another thing is stepping away. Like I said, it's important to step away from it. Yeah. And really just clear your mind. Like, so for example, I think it was last week I, that I was just having, feeling overwhelmed. So what I did mm. was I just got up and I went for a walk just to clear my head um, and just kind of, and like you said, asking for help. So I ask for help in all different kind of ways. So I ask help from people that I know who have already done it before, help mm. from my friends to get their opinion. And also I pray some, I pray, well, every day, but I pray as well to ensure that I'm in alignment with with what I with what I'm trying to produce yeah so that it can be of the best that it can be mm-hmm. and and so that's how I I deal with those that's how I deal with those things is just kind of giving myself so I would say if I had to um, break it down I would say um just trusting the process mm-hmm. so doing it and just keep doing it because you'll you'll get better as you go mm-hmm. giving myself space and time and then asking for help as well so those would be the three main things that I would say okay Love that. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, so this week, guys, I'm, I want you at the start of each day to write down a list of things that um, you you need to do. So both for your personal and um, your work life, because you are you wherever you go. Um, so write down the things that you need to get done. Prioritize the top five. And it can be maybe two less, but maybe three, maybe seven, two, which is two more than five. Just, just to clarify <laughs> and focus on doing those things well that day so just those things doing those things well that day and this will help you from um, from feeling overwhelmed and also comparing yourself to others and feeling like you're not good enough because we are good enough and we just have to work out what works for us brilliant so yeah you and I are going to do this um this challenge as well or this task as well well I'm already doing it Esther but yes I'll do Maybe I need to be suggesting it to myself then. (laughs) Well, I'm Um, I'm more than happy to support you. Remember, ask for help is once. I'm more than happy to support. Great stuff. Because I think I could really do with narrowing down my priorities for this week. Um, So I will definitely be joining you, the listeners, um, in taking this um, week's action away. So guys, thank you again for listening to the Wealthy Life Lab podcast with Esther and Yah for women who are dedicated to becoming financially free and living the life they desire. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast um, as well as rate it and review it. Um, If you want to find out more about myself, you can stop by at bossofmymoney.co.uk and you can find me on social platforms such as Instagram or Facebook as Boss of My Money. Where can they find you, Yah? So you can find me at nextlevelcoaching.com and you can find me on Instagram at Next Level Coaching Group and on Facebook as Next Level Coaching, oh, sorry, The Next Level Lounge. Um, and then also feel free to send us your questions to our email address, which is thewealthylifelab at gmail.com. See you on the next episode. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.